come to the right place. All right. So I'm just going to go ahead and tell you what we're talking about this week because I know I mess that up every single week. This week, my case is called The Work Wife. I forgot one my name. Son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. So Susanna's name is to be determined because we're forging ahead. Because listen, as per usual, we have recording issues. We've gone through a lot. We finally figured out that the interface the that we bought, the wall, the sweat drip down the ball, the famous girl. Ah, skit, 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 skit. The Windows 11 that I installed thinking. The Audacity. Oh, no. No, Audacity is not the problem. The, the, the interface. The interface. Listen, we're saying a lot of words at you. This is the situation. We have the interface, which we introduced a few months ago, right? On our Instagram. Remember you did the... Now we have the Now we have no interface. Because what happened is that we installed Windows 11 thinking... 11 must be better than 10. And then the interface does not work with Windows 11. So we finally figured out the problems that we've been having. So you're going to have to expect echo. You're going to have to expect bullshit. Because we don't know. I have no idea. It didn't sound echoey. So what if it doesn't sound echoey? It never sounds echoey in the moment. You know when it sounds echoey? Afterwards, when I'm sitting on the couch finally doing the edit, is when it sounds like shit. So we don't know what y'all are going to get. It might be amazing. It might be shit. But what we have is we brought out the OG Blue Yeti microphone. Yeah. And we eh, set eh, it. Eh, 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 Susanna eh, loves this eh, microphone. I have no idea why. But it's Susanna loves this microphone. They are cute. But we set it to bi-directional. So it should be picking up Susanna's why side. Why are you giving this my all side. audio? I don't know. I'm just explaining to Dan because maybe they want to start their own podcast. You know, lots have happened. As usual, there's lots going on in the world and life. But we're not going to press upon all of that drama. As of now, the queen's still alive. Hey, so you know, just today. So <laughs> if you're listening to this, we're recording this on that Tuesday. The Chinese to say Tuesday. Like Tuesday. But it's... Tuesday, right? So this is supposed to be the Tuesday. Like people are calling it T W O S day. Because they're all the twos, right? And I said that because they're truly say Tuesday. Tuesday. Anyway, today is supposed to be Tuesday. At least at the time of us recording this, it is eleven thirty. We're almost done with Tuesday. And the news has been wild today. First of all Russia. They fucking nuts. Right? Sorry to our Russian listeners, but whoa, all they on something. Because lots going on over there. I, I don't know the details, I'm not trying to get involved, but it just sounds dicey. Then they said the queen was dead, but we heard she just, you know, a little sick. She had the COVID coves. She, um, she's the queen, don't that. Well, that's what um, Susanna's sister-in-law said. <laughs> she's not dead, she just has COVID. And if she survives this, she'll never die she ever. She won't ever die. <laughs> and... Um, Today is my friend Hema's birthday. I don't even know how often yeah. she listens to our podcast, but happy birthday, Hema. Happy birthday to you. you. Yeah. <laughs> I did not have I did not have a picture of her to post on my um on my Instagram. I had a picture of her son. So I used that. She said that's fifty percent me, so I'll take it. So she allowed the pictures to be posted. I had no pictures with her. I went home and uh, You don't have to be on the picture, it can be her picture. The hell? I wanna be in the picture too. Why? It's her day. It's our day. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't have a picture of her by herself either. Uh-huh. Unless I go on her Instagram and stalk her and just steal a picture and I just post happy birthday. Okay. Pick a good one. 
Susanna is very, very um, particular about birthday celebrations. Yes, because we have established that Canada, we have a birthday in episode. Canada at the place where we work. <laughs> there is this, there is this habit of on the person's birthday they bring in a treat for the office. Fuck Susanna, yes. No. <laughs> No. So no, that it's like, no, it's my day. It's my, my day. My day, and I have to treat you. It's enough for me that to I'm show there. my face That's on right. my day. That's right. For you to see <laughs> and congratulate. No. Fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. No. It's my day to, for you to give me it. Not for me to be like, oh, it's my birthday. Here it is. Let me give you more. No, I give enough to the world as it is. I'm just asking for one day. And my Oh, Lord. Yeah, so like I said, Susanna, is real particular about birthdays. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, next but time. But this is the funny thing. So what? before my birthday, I do all the chores. Because I'm not doing you, anything on my birthday. So you do, you do all the chores? <laughs> Everything is you done. You do them out? Mm. No, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> but then again, that. if I don't do my chores, there's nobody else to do them. You know, I just it's just me and Bonnie, and Bonnie's not going to do anything. Yeah, anyway, so yeah, today's Tuesday, and the news has been wild. A war is about to start. The queen, queen. is not dead. And today's my friend Emma's birthday. Hurrah. Yay. All right, let's get into it because it is 11.33, and we need to just ease into this. So now I have no idea what Susanna's story is about, but I'm going to talk about the work wife. So last week's episode... Fun was what so non susanna oh. Nobody died. Did it was just died? A, no, it was the case of the guy who stole the money. Yeah, he and died. then Yeah, but he he died of like natural causes. No, oh, he had lung cancer. Yeah, yeah, but that natural. Like nobody no, shot oh. him. Yeah, nobody shot him, nobody killed him. Oh. He it was you know, he died. His it was done. Yeah, Thomas Ted. Yes, Thomas said. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I was, like, thinking over your case, and I was like, look at how this bitch stole this money to mismanage it. And he used to work at a bank. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> he had filed bankruptcy. And I was like, what the frick? I was like, you stole this money. You didn't even invest it. You didn't know how to manage it. You lost it. And, and then you stole the money and then to, to end up still working for the man. Exactly. <laughs> end up still working for the man. But still, like, you know. I know. I just expected if somebody from a bank going to steal a bunch of money, I expect them to be living lavishly for the rest of their lives. Because if you're in banking, you must know something about banking. Nuh-uh. Right? No? Hmm. Well, obviously, yeah. Ted, Thomas Ted was an example of that. Thomas Ted, yeah. Thomas Ted. All right. Let's talk about the work work. Hi. Hi. Work wife. wife. Yes. Have you work not heard wife. this term? Have you not work heard? Wife. Yeah, the work wife. Have you not heard like the term? Your Jared's work wife. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, actually, in this this story, I said that Susanna's my work wife. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, like I've been going through husband oh, and wife. We didn't tell them. So a couple of days ago, Susanna and I go out. I identify as a husband. You shut up. So <laughs> a couple of days ago, Susanna and I go out. When we go out, we order some food to pick up. When we get to there to pick up the food. This is the thing. We were hungry. Okay. You don't mess with our food when we are hungry. So we get to the place I jump out. I go and I pay for the food. They come and they hand me. They go through the whole list of things that we ordered, which included some chicken fingers for her daughter, Karen, right? Yeah. So they go through the whole list. She's like, yes, 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 yes. This is the girl, the waitress. And then she brings out the food in this big paper bag that is stapled. Like, mm -hmm. you, all of your food is in here contained. You take it and you go. You can trust me. Mm -hmm. And I take it, we go, we trust. When we get to her apartment, which is incidentally only like five minutes away, we open the bag and they forgot Karen's chicken fingers. 
So we call and the girl's like, I want to put you on my manager, like straight away. She didn't even want to hear what I had to say. Yeah. So we give Karen a bunch of things. We just threw everything at her. Yogurt, egg. Like she just wanted to eat it up in the night. Just to keep her occupied because everybody else is eating. When I finally get in the phone with the manager now, I tell her about it. And they did give us like a full order, another child's order. And they also gave Comptas like a brownie and ice cream, whatever. It's the least they could do because we wanted the food. We didn't want our money back. This yeah. child's waiting. Now, Susanna goes, tell him your husband is coming for it. So I said, my husband's coming in because her husband was going for it. Next thing you know, Susanna in her Timberlands and her two braids decides, I'm going to go and tell them I'm your husband and they can't tell me shit. <laughs> so she goes to the restaurant, tell them how the lady sized you up. Yeah, because I said, I'm coming for, for, for Sean's order. And she goes, like, look me up and down. I have to go down and look at her in the eyes. Bitch. Bitch. Food. Bitch. Food. <laughs> and I'm here to see your face. Yeah. Oh anyway, my. she got back with the food, but by then Karen wasn't interested and we ate all the fries. <laughs> this is our <laughs> <a> story. <laughs> anyway, 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 the work wife, right? So yes, the you are wife. a husband and also a wife. I know a wife. Okay. So the concept of a work wife came up some years ago. I think, like in social, like in social settings, you know, the word, the concept of a work wife, mm-hmm. basically, it's identifying your personal life or your professional life. Sorry, a person that you consider like your MVP. Like if that person isn't there, your day is just shit. shit. You know, that person is the listener of the drama, the provider of tea or snacks. Right. Yeah. So they'll give you gossip or they'll give you snacks. And generally, if they're not there, your day is just like, Ugh, I might as well just not come to work. Right? So by all accounts, Susanna is my work wife. Jared will also be my work husband. Right, Jared is not here. Stephen gone. Yeah, my friend Stephen, he would have also been my work husband. He don't want to hear that, you know. He probably would hate that. Yeah. But that's the thing. That's what I will say it the most. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, with that said, work wives have been known to cause their fair share of drama. Because, you know, if your husband had a work wife, you wouldn't go like that. I think he has them, but he's just called them my colleague. Colleague. So smart. (laughs) So smart. And then I go, because to the wives of the world, when your husband Mm -hmm. go Canadian on you and be like, my colleague. And I said, what's her name? He doesn't give you a name? Yeah, but he goes to Canadian and Mike. Uh, oh, he mumbles. It. Uh, but it makes sense that you know work wives have caused drama because people have actual wives and actual husbands outside of work. So the work wife thing can kind of get a little gray if people are being maybe a little too friendly. Okay. So the work wife is almost like a safe way to cheat. But you're not really cheating. You're not getting any perks. You're not getting sex or anything like that. But it's where you go for, you know, it's kind of like work emotional support. You know, like in your relationship, you go for emotional support. But the reality is that the person who will understand is the person in the trenches with you. They will follow all the the names. And they know they're in the trenches. So when I talk to you and I say blah, blah, blah is a dick, you're like, yes. Which one? Oh, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, our story begins on the morning of July 23rd, 2013, with a frantic Chuck Reeves making a call to 911. He goes, oh my God, I just arrived here to my girlfriend's house. I think she's been killed. What do you mean you think? I did, uh, he actually, that I agree with you, because when you hear what happened to the girl in this story, you'll be like, yeah, she dead for sure. So... <laughs> Chuck's girlfriend was Shirley Pierce, and she was in fact dead in her bathtub, very dead. She had the murder weapon, a knife lodged in her neck. 
Right? So she did. Time. Right? So who was Shelly? And did she have enemies? Why would anybody want her dead in such a gruesome manner? Now that sentence, does she have enemies, just makes me want to stop and talk to you all about the Tinder swindler. I hope you watched it. Did you watch it? Did you no, watch it? Did you watch no, it? No, he's too cute. Yeah, he's always like, my enemies are after me. Well, surely enemies <laughs> caught up at all. Surely enemies catch you. So who would want her dead in such a gruesome manner? Maybe the answer to her unfortunate end would be revealed by her past. Shirley was born to Joel and Mary Goodnight. I've never heard the name Goodnight before, and I think it's very cute. Right? How did you say good at night. night? It's time to go night, night, good night. Oh my gosh, who thinks good about night, that? Night. Me. <laughs> but it's their last Have name. Have a good night. No, they call, them, they call each other Joel and Mary. What would you name a kid? Good night. This is the last name. Night with a K? No. With the N. Yes. Like the night time. Yes. Oh. <laughs> this is so confusing. How is it confusing? Nobody calls anybody by their last name. If, they, if you live in another house of Ryan, oh yeah, you do call him Hen. Yeah. That's you, you're crazy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, so. No. Let's figure oh, this out. Okay. And by the way, we say, I say Joel. I think some people say Joel. J-O-E-L is Joel. Joel. Uh-huh. Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me. You say payers. You say your, yeah, your good night prayers. Uh-huh. Right? And then you take Bamban and, and Kitty and go good night. And okay. then I say, have a good night. Yes. Good night? No, that's our last <laughs> name. You say, have a good night. Mary, have a good night, Joel. Oh, the whole name is good. The last, the name, last name is good, is good night. night. Good night. Yes. So I'm Susanna, good night. Yes. Mrs. Goodnight. Yes. Your first name isn't good and last name Night. Oh, my God. No. That's what I thought. Hi. Hi. That's what I thought. Well, I can't believe this is the thing that caught us up, but I just told you the lady had a knife in her neck. Let's move on. Okay. I anyway, so Shirley was born to these people in 1950, right? August 11, 1950 uh -huh. to be exact. Oh, she? At the time of her death, I think she was 63. Okay. 2013, yes. Yeah, 63. Anyway, she was born in Mooresville, North Carolina, mm -hmm. and by all accounts, she had a nice, large, loving family. She was described as outgoing, pleasant, beautiful, and sweet as a glass of tea, because they're from the South and they drink sweet tea. Okay. I love a sweet tea. It's good. Like, it'll give you diabetes for sure, but good. In 1970, if we do the math, she was only just a little fresh 20 years old. Shirley went and got married to Randall Pierce, which is how her name became Shirley Pierce. And they had a daughter named Tracy together. But their marriage wasn't perfect. None is. And Shirley and Randall got divorced by 1981. Now, the divorce brought new challenges for Shirley. But she wasn't one to charry from a challenge. She had a child to mind. Mm -hmm. She had to take care of herself. Yeah. She went and got herself a job. Right, she had a couple jobs before, but the one she really landed in was the admin assistant at Tuscaroryan. Tusca. Tuscaroryan, yes. And it was a textile mill in Rowan County, North Carolina, and she did it to support herself. Mm -hmm. She had a great reputation with this textile mill company for being hardworking. She was incredibly social, like they said, she was outgoing. She never met a stranger. Shirley was a people person, you know, nice. out there talking it's to people. Tough. When she wasn't organizing charity galas in her free time, she planned golf outings. She spent time with her new grandson. Yeah, well, I mean, no, but she was, you know, she liked her things. Mm -hmm. And she was even involved with this um, Heinz Feet Farm that helped provide unique and innovative programs for adults with traumatic and acquired brain injuries. Mm. So she was really into like philanthropy yes. and helping people mm -hmm. and stuff. 
and she didn't let her previous divorce hinder her love life. She met and fell in love with Chuck Reeves in about 2009, and Chuck was a textile salesman who she met on the job. Remember, she worked for a textile mill. Mm -hmm. So they appeared to have a great relationship, and four years into their relationship, they decided to get engaged. So mm -hmm. by 2013, when he called 911 and said, they my girlfriend, me. they were actually fiancés, right? Okay. And so that was his fiancée who was there. So Shirley was loved, and she gave love. So who had it out for her? She had all these people who the loved enemies. her and all these things. The enemies, yeah. <laughs> well, mm. whoever wanted Shirley dead definitely had it out for her for sure. And on the day she was found, Chuck tried calling Shirley before, but he got no answer. Deciding that was unusual, he drove to her house to check on her where she was found, where he found the house in a mess. This was unusual for Shirley because apparently she was quite neat. So Chuck decided to investigate. Now, when he got to the bedroom, he heard the sound of running water. Undeterred, he proceeded into the bedroom where he saw blood on the carpet. Now, I put a note here, a pause, and say, if that was me, I sure know. I wasn't going any further. Like, if I reach Don't upstairs, you just see? no, I know some shit. If somebody I love done answering the phone, I reach their house, their house in a mess, and I manage to decide to go inside, which is a stretch. I get inside, reach all the way upstairs, have that creepy water running sound going, and I open the door to the bedroom and see blood everywhere. Fuck no. I don't want the last mental image I have to be whatever the hell is being What if there. the person is like here trying to talk and be like, save me, bitch? Yeah, well, I'll hear that. I'll say, be like, save bitch, me, bitch. It's a little bit of blood. Come and get me. <laughs> That's a lot of bread. This is, this, is, this is the time. This is the time to call the police, right? But okay. He went anyway. That's me. But Chuck, Chuck followed the sound of the water. Mm -hmm. And then when he pulled back the curtain is when he found Shirley dead in the tub with the knife in her neck. Sure. So even though the crime scene was ransacked, it also appeared as though the assailant attempted cleaning up afterwards, which is kind of a, a weird combination. Because the scent of bleach was detectable, but it had blood everywhere, which means they tried to clean very specific things. They gave up. It's either they gave up, I have a note here saying it's either they aborted their cleaner pan or the person cleaned just enough to get rid of any incriminating evidence. Mm -hmm. So one thing was for certain though, Shirley put up a fight. She had a bunch of defensive wounds and whatnot and bled all over the place. Okay. So walking them through the timeline of events leading up to the murder, Chuck told the police that he was planning a business trip for that day and Shirley was supposed to watch his dog. And he calls talking to her on the phone the night before, and the call got cut suddenly. But he didn't think anything of it. He was just like, oh, well, I'll call her tomorrow. Really? Uh, I thought the same thing. I'll call back. Be like, hey, um, hey, I'm trying to call you. you. Call going on? Why you cut me off? Why you didn't answer well, the phone? Uh -huh. What happened? You going to sleep? <laughs> like, like, yeah, no, no. I don't know if it's me, but no, I was No, I want to know. So, yeah, so he's like, oh, well. I'll check on her tomorrow. Phone got cut off, no big deal. And went to bed. Not I'm chuck, not, not chuck. I'm not saying he didn't think, oh, that's weird. I'm not saying he didn't care. I'm saying he probably just explained it away with something else. Like, uh, you know, maybe her whatever, phone oh cut God. off or phone, I don't know. Right? Anyway, little did he know that Shirley was losing the fight for her life in that mm. time. So she didn't die that morning. She had, had that fight the night that same night when he was on the phone with her. So it didn't take long for all the police to get a lead on the case. And this lead will come from one of Shirley's co-workers, a man named Irvin Johnson. Mm -hmm. Irvin was the chief financial officer of Tuscarora Yachts. Okay. 
Okay. And he knew exactly who wanted to take Shirley out. None other than his estranged wife, Marlene Johnson. Who What's an estranged wife? Estranged, like he and the wife on the outs. They're okay. not together anymore, okay. right? They're not divorced, but okay. they're like separated, mm -hmm. right? Who the hell was Marlene? And what was her problem with Shirley? Just two years younger than Shirley, born in 1952, Marlene and Shirley lived very different lives. She was born into wealth, very used to getting exactly her way, okay. wouldn't settle for anything else, only her way. She and Irvin married in 1983, so two years after she married her first husband, Randall Pierce, and Irvin was a great provider, making sure that Marlene and their daughter wanted for nothing. They always had the best of everything because he had a great job. Mm -hmm. Where she was like outspoken and a little nutty, he was logical and factual and focused, right? Although it seemed like she had everything, Marlene suffered from mental health issues. And in 2003, she suffered a nervous breakdown and tried to commit suicide. Aww. So her life was not perfect, and they don't explain why she tried to commit suicide. Yeah. But we do know that she did suffer from some mental health issues, mm -hmm. and I think that fed into what happens next. Mm. At this point, by Irvin's account, Marlene became physically abusive. So much so that Irvin actually carried a scar that was inflicted by Marlene when she stabbed him. Hi. Mm -hmm. And so he was able to show the police, hey, this is where she stabbed me. Now, I don't know where, <laughs> but she stabbed him. <laughs> In 2006, Irvin started his job with Tuscaroreans. Mm -hmm. And he started his work relationship with Shirley. Sure. Now, this is six, seven years before Shirley dies. So this is how long this has been going okay. on. Anyone and everyone would tell you that Irvin and Shirley had nothing going on beyond a work friendship. They had a really good work friendship. They had to work close together because she's the admin assistant mm -hmm. and he's the CFO. Mm -hmm. Anything he needs, she has to get it. You know, she, she I have to this assist. Is, yeah, she has to assist. She's yeah. the administrative assistant. And but you couldn't get Marlene to believe that nothing else was going on. Because after all, she witnessed their affair with her own two eyes. <laughs> the exact date is unknown. However, on the day that Irvin introduced Shirley to Marlene, Shirley did something super southern and super inappropriate if you asked Marlene. Mm, what did she do? Shirley called Irvin honey. And wait for it. She touched his arm. This bitch, close. this whore. <laughs> From the arm to the dick. Yes, so close, right? So apparently, all of this started because Shirley was super southern, called him honey, honey. and touched his arm. Mm. Yeah. So I'd like to interject here and say that for me, I have to admit that I don't know if I would have liked seeing that either. However, this is cultural. If you do that here in Canada, where not everybody's walking around calling each other honey, and in Trinidad, everybody's walking around calling each other honey. Mm -hmm. You understand? It will be weird, right? But this is the South. Everybody's calling each other, you know, honey, honey. and um, what dear. was it? Dear. Yeah, you know. Darling. And so I was like, if this is the South, and then my understanding is that this is a normal interaction, in my mind, Marlene tripped for no reason. This is what I think. Because if it's an older lady, and she come, oh, hi, hon, da, da, not on her bothering me. I mean, if you trips up in your bra, in your bra, and your, your sexy outfit, and you rest your breasts on him, and you say, hi, honey, that's a different story. 
What do you think? Rub, rub, rub. This is not vaporub. No, not gentle touch, like rubbing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did. So it's just yeah. We all have our things, but I guess you know this was enough for Marlene to trip out. I mean, like I said, I think it was contextual. I think if socially it was normal and it seems like it was, she was she took it way out of hand. But Marlene's spidey senses immediately started to tingle and she was convinced that Shirley and Irvin were having an affair based upon this one interaction. Mm -hmm. So in 2010, she hired a private investigator to catch Shirley and Irvin in the act. But the PI couldn't find any signs of adultery because they were not fucking. (laughs) So not satisfied, Marlene hired a second PI who used drones to follow Shirley. I know, I know. Ah, yes, right? So the drones didn't find any evidence of adultery either because, once again, we cannot stress, they were not fucking each other, right? There was nothing. There was nothing going on. So apparently not happy to have proof that her man not cheated like everybody else would be happy to get. Marlene continued to stalk Shirley. She even asked a waitress at a restaurant that the company frequented, like I guess it was nearby, so everybody used to go there, if she could install a camera so that she could uh, monitor Irvin and Did she and move Shirley. a Pinterest? The fuck? Uh, listen, she wanted I, to monitor that. I have a What theory. does Pinterest have to do with this? Because you get distracted. Oh, like she needed you know, like a hobby. Fuck. No, like, but this was her hobby. You're so invested on investigating a man. Go on TikTok. She didn't have TikTok. Time. But spend your time. Like, what when you're jealous, what you're jealous of? Goods. Is that it? The go- yeah. I have- and then your mind start going like, it's not like you're spending the money. It's not like, oh, this bitch. No, you always go to. I have not. I have not. I have not strongly have, um, experienced jealousy. I'm, maybe I haven't liked anybody enough. Sorry, exes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was crazy. Yeah. Oh, you were? Mm. I don't give a fuck. Like, Yeah. No, I'm, I'm very serious. But I, in, in, in my defense, I've been cheated on by anybody, by everybody that I've been with. You know, Anissa has the, been recently reading something that said that we are not meant to possess anybody. And a lot of our feelings of jealousy and inadequacy and anger are about the fact that we all, as selfish people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. want to possess the other person. So well, even not the though person, you're the thing. no forget the dick, right? So even <laughs> even though you marry somebody, or even if you're not long term committed to somebody, that a relationship with somebody, that person doesn't belong to you. You know they have chosen to extend aspects of their life to you and share their life with you, but they don't. But like you do not own them, and it's that sense of ownership that we get that make us delve into these feelings of jealousy. Mm. You'll have to ask Anissa more about this. I think it's a bunch of bullshit. But she does have a good point about that, I feel. You think? Yeah, because we're, if, if, if somebody wants to cheat, they'll find a way. They will find a way. So, like, if, so you being crazy and jealous and, and, and wanting to control and, and checking the phones, mm-hmm. and the, it's, it's, it's useless because at the end of the day, people they will, do will it find regardless. a way. Yeah, but it takes, it takes, it takes a lot of, I'm not going to call it failures because when somebody cheats on you, it's their decision of yours. Yeah. You're not the one that go like, oh, you know, we're in a we're in a relationship. Why don't you just go and cheat on me? You know, I need a drama for the weekend. Right. You're go just ahead. saying it takes a lot of experience being cheated on to get to this point. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. 
So she had the drones, drones ain't find nothing. She had the PIs, PIs ain't find <laughs> nothing. She tried to approach a waitress at this restaurant where they frequented if she could install a camera so she could watch or monitor Irvin and Shirley. Unsurprisingly, the waitress said no. <laughs> so Marlene didn't let a thing like, no, we won't allow you to use our premises to stalk people to stop her because she went on to visit the restaurant at the same time as Shirley so she could watch her in real time. <laughs> but the waitress, the waitress remembering Shirley's odd request saw Marlene and told Shirley and her co-workers, hey, Marlene watching you, right? <laughs> so she, Marlene was so good at this, she was hiding her face behind a menu. <laughs> this is how she was talking. So this was too much for Shirley. Shirley was like, nah. So Shirley and her friends say they're leaving. And they couldn't leave fast enough, but Marlene catch up with them. And she attacked Shirley in a parking lot. Big kick, fight, slap, punch, cuff. And she shouted, quote, I will kill you for fucking my husband. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so for this, Shirley was treated at the hospital. And although she didn't want to press charges against Marlene be because like, of Irvin. No, well, Shirley is a classy lady. This is, this is what do we Shirley know about classy. Shirley? Uh, yes, Marlene's a, Shirley is a classy lady. You know, she into philanthropy. She's good with people. She's super social. She's very friendly. She talks in the super southern way. She was described as sweet as a glass of tea. Okay. okay, so Shirley's like, I ain't trying to ruffle, of cause trouble for Irvin, you know, because at the end of the day, Marlene is Irvin problem. Yeah. And I work with Irvin. Mm -hmm. So even though Marlene kicked my ass in this parking lot, oh. I am not going to press charges against what? Marlene. Yeah. However, she was still found guilty of misdemeanor assault and um, she was hit with a no contact order for Shirley. Mm -hmm. No contact my ass though. Because Marlene stalked Shirley repeatedly. <laughs> In fact, Marlene was That's so, so obsessed. Yes. So obsessed that Irvin moved out and got a restraining order against her too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now no, this is this this is a, only Don't ask me how I find these stories. This this got me because of Oxygen Snapped Woman Who Kill. That's mm -hmm. the name of the show. Mm -hmm. Snapped Woman Who Kill. Mm -hmm. And it's on the Oxygen channel. And I started to do more digging, found the court papers, found other articles. So this is not just from Snap, but I recommend you check out Snap, right? <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, so he got restrained out again, she too. So after she and Irvin separated, you would have thought that Marley would have moved on. Irvin's not she man anymore. Mm -hmm. Not she problem no more. And she kind of did because she started dating a man named Tim Connor. Right, Tim? Marley, Marley. Marlene. Marlene. Marlene have a new man. His name is Tim Connor. Did you move on? Even though she had somebody new, she's still obsessed over Shirley and Irvin's relationship or non-relationship, as it were. So much so <laughs> that she even asked Tim to go along with her to observe oh, and Tim, follow Tim. Shirley <laughs> for signs that she and Irvin were in fact making a fool out of her. Yeah. She's like, Tim, hey, come, I just want to see. <laughs> so the <laughs> police didn't need to be told twice. And Tim listen, is the listen, Tim is, oh my gosh. Anyway, uh, police didn't need to be told <laughs> twice. And they secured a search warrant for her home, right? Because everybody was like, look, you want to figure out who killed Shirley? The only person who had a problem with Shirley yes. is Marlene. Go by Marlene, right? So they got a warrant for her home. And when they found Marlene, who was by her lawyer, by the way, just, I guess, chilling. <laughs> they also found... <laughs> Dealing with all the <laughs> <cleaning> orders. <laughs> they they no. also found... Cleaning supplies in her car, 
Remember they smell bleach at the house? Yeah. As well as Shirley Mail. Right? What is Shirley's meal doing in your car? <laughs> She's like, why should we come in there? Furthermore, like, because, like, like if Irvin, like, if Irvin said oh she old time love letters in the fucking mail. <laughs> anyway, furthermore, upon searching the home, they also found a ton of surveillance on Shirley, including aerial images from the drones now, maps of her home, and pictures. So with this evidence, on July 24th, just one day later, 2013, <laughs> Molly was arrested for first degree murder. Right? Okay. They did. This was not a case where they were like, let's figure out who no. did it. <laughs> it was one day later. She Shelly was dead on the 23rd. Shelly was found dead on the 23rd. Molly was in jail on the 24th. Right? Okay. Molly vehemently denied that she killed Shelly. But in court, investigators revealed that two days before the murder, Dumbass Marlene was so keyed up about Shirley that she angry texted the wrong phone number. <laughs> she texts a 15-year-old student saying, back off. <laughs> Only way you will get my husband is over my dead body. <laughs> you will not steal my husband, you skanky whore. <laughs> and she sent this to a 15-year-old. They didn't say it was a boy or so, of course, the child, and I say child because the person 15, yeah. replied, saying, I think you have the wrong phone number, right? <laughs> Which is when Marlene finally said, is this Shirley Pierce? <laughs> this is like, and the child's like, no, this is not Shirley. Like, what is wrong with but you? tell me what you're doing. <laughs> this is what I was going to do. If you but text girl, me, you'd be like, tell me the rest of the story. What Shirley do? What Shirley do? Shirley's a whore. Like this, I would have just tried to find out more. I don't mean Shirley really is that. I would have just, no, if you message like, me, tell me the whole, me the whole story. story. I want to know the rest. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Don't, just don't come here and be like, oh, oh no, I'm sorry. No, no, sorry. You tell me. <laughs> yeah, I want to know. to me. Anyway, on the morning of the murder, so that's two days before the murder, she sent the wrong person, right? <laughs> on the morning of the murder, Marlene took Tim to have a medical procedure done. Didn't tell us what? Maybe plastic surgery. I guess. I'm guessing. I don't know. Because it was an in and out day procedure. Okay. And maybe it was something minor. Maybe he went to the dentist. I don't know. But he went to have some medical procedure done. After taking him home, she didn't stay and care for him, though. She suddenly said she had an appointment with her lawyer. Remember, she was not in there. Yeah. And then she left never returning that night to see about Tim. So Tim had to fend for himself with whatever he had. And the Poor next Tim. day, bald-faced Marlene called Tim and tell him that if anybody asks where she was the night before, I was he should him. lie and say that they were together. Ah. So Marlene even pretended to be upset later when she found out, quote-unquote, that Shirley was killed because she, she said, said... She wanted um, to kill him. Her. No, she said... I might be on the police radar for this. You know, might be. Because remember, I'm shocked. Who would want to kill Shirley? It's anyway, so nice. Tim, I call her honey. Tim, I'm not feeling sorry for Tim at all because Tim tried to lie for Marlene. She didn't. Ah, he didn't. But couldn't handle the pressure. And then when the police started to lean on him like, hey, we have aerial images, <laughs> drone picture, picture. She has Shirley mail. We have all these things. <laughs> he finally came in the interrogation room and was like, Marlene was not with me. I don't know where she was, but she wasn't at my house. I was home taking care of myself, right? So the investigators also deduced that the second PI that Marlene hired might have been how she got into Shirley's house. Because those drones detected that Shirley often left her garage door open. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that this might have been her opportunity for entry. 
If that wasn't enough, Marlene had cuts to the palms of her hands and her DNA was found on the shower curtain and paper towels in the house, which is when she was probably cleaning up mm -hmm. after herself. With the overwhelming evidence against Marlene, it took just two hours for her to be found guilty. Hearing the verdict, Marlene promptly collapsed. Yeah, it's too much. Like I've been telling her, die, bitch, I'll kill you, I'll kill you, I'll kill you. And she finally I don't know did. what she did. I don't know. <laughs> so she had to be held up by deputies, you know, because it's just too much. Mm -hmm. She didn't back down, however, and in sentences she said, quote, I disagree with this decision. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Listen, Marlene, Marlene had images. She had Lady Mail. She had <laughs> some drones after she she kicked she up in that car park. And her DNA was in the mud. She said, I disagree with this. <laughs> she said, I am Respectfully. innocent. I am innocent. Respectfully. I was never there. <laughs> like, she just was. She's so brazen. I read this and I was like, girl, you know, she don't even have. The decency to be like, I'm sorry. Like, nothing. You know, she's like, I wasn't even there. I don't even know who you're I talking about. Shirley, uh -huh. who? Like, Shirley, who? <laughs> so, she, the whole statement is, I disagree with this decision. I am innocent. I was never there. I would not hurt anybody. I would not. I would not, <laughs> I would not have killed Shirley Pierce. That is her quote. Oh, Lord. Judge Stuart Albright, in response, said, and I like this quote, the DNA squarely contradicts everything that you just said. <laughs> and then, after giving Johnson a sentence of life without parole, said, ma'am, you will die in prison, and that is my order. Hooray. Boom. Yes. <laughs> Judge Albright. Um, so just as an extra testament to who Shirley was as a person, I came across this little story about her and I thought that this will tell people about her character, right? So before she worked at Tuscarora, Shirley worked as an executive administrative assistant to the former Charlotte Motor Speedway president, Humpy Wheeler. Okay. H-U-M-P-Y, Humpy Wheeler. So a speedway is like a track is used for racing, right? Mm -hmm. I guess you could like rent it out or have private races there. I don't know how it works. But Humpy Wheeler, who's that Speedway president, said she was, quote, absolutely wonderful. In fact, on one occasion, there was a man threatening to jump off a Speedway building. I guess he couldn't make his payments and he had problems with his insurance. Mm -hmm. And he felt like he had no other way out. But Humpy was on his way out of town to make a speech somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Shirley called him and said, you have to come back. This guy is going to jump off the roof unless he talks to you and he won't talk to anybody else. Mm -hmm. And then Shirley coordinated with all of the officials and authorities to get him turned around and rush our fucking traffic so Aww. he can get back and talk this guy down. And he eventually did come down. That's you know? cute. And that's who Shirley that, was. Yes. And this yeah. dick Marlene is like... Shirley, who? <laughs> no, Shirley. What? Anyway, so that is the story of the work wife. I don't know where I find them. I don't know where I find them. It just kind of fell in my lap, and I was like, this is fascinating. Like, you could it imagine that all of this bullshit happened because somebody said honey and touched an arm. Right now, I'm going to address everybody. Sir. Oh, when you, in, in the other, future. Yeah. In the, okay. Because you don't know who's going to trip mm -hmm. out. I don't know. Mm -hmm. The Martins of the world. I just I'm not after your man. That's true, Marlene. We don't want your man, girl. 
you already had another man and you're like she had tim Tim, but tim just as crazy because tim is like yeah she wasn't she was here with me but tim honestly tim come on she tried to get tim to go along on surveillance yeah like really i don't know i i would leave i'd leave marlene you know if you start dating somebody no picture you you stay single and you start dating somebody and, and the guy's like, see what, um, for, as I date tonight, we're going and stalk <laughs> my ex girl. But okay. if you like to, the Mako. If I want a Mako, which I do, I go on Facebook, Instagram, you have ways to feed your disease. You don't need to get in a car physically or pay for drones to fly over people's house. That's a lot to put money on. Like That's mad. No, that, that's too much. We all do it. Let's be honest. You have gone on Instagram, one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock, and stalk somebody you know you don't have nothing to do with their life, but you want to mind their business. Tell me that's not true. You yeah, but I suck at it. Just don't press, don't do, too, don't double tap. <laughs> <laughs> don't accidentally like don't something from fifty-two and weeks ago, <laughs> and then they know like you went deep, like when you go all the way back. Anyway, my point is, is we've all stalked. We've all done the stuff. But no drones. Like but that. no drones. Who's spending money on any drones? Who gonna go and sit in the restaurant and hide behind a menu? <laughs> like and you had a whole new man. Your man had a restraining order against you. He tell you that they wasn't together. She have a man. Shirley have a fiance. You moved on to a new man and yet you still couldn't let Shirley live. Yeah. I think it's just hated Shirley. It had nothing to do with that's her so wanting stupid. Irvin, and it had everything to do with no. her hating Shirley. That's so stupid. Super stupid. Because somebody great died for no reason. And this is why the world is such a mess, because we have dumbass people taking out good people for no reason. Okay, you've decided on a name for your case? Yeah. Okay. Nasty Policia. Nasty Policia. Is there not a, ch- a Spanish word for nasty? I was Spanish for nasty. As- asqueroso? So, I don't know either. You're Spanish. But nasty, nasty has more. Oh, 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 okay. Nasty policia. Mm-hmm. All right, let us go. I, I think I know what this is about. <laughs> <laughs> my this Spanish, is full on my Spanish is not so good. But uh, <laughs> I feel like... I was watching um, Modern Family yesterday, and then it, Gloria was trying to get away from volunteering at the school, Yeah. and then she would go, my English phone is not not so good, not so good, not so good. Phone? <laughs> she was uh, trying to uh, say yeah. that on the phone, she's not she's not good talking on the phone oh. in English. So my English phone is not so good. <laughs> I'm like, that's so good. Why? That's such a good one. We don't fall for that here. You speak perfect English. No English. Nasty policia. Nasty okay, I I want to say, <laughs> and this is a stretch. I think that it's about corrupt police, which seems like Susanna's bread and butter. Am I right? Yes and no. Okay. Okay. Venezuela was a country that received people from all over the place during its good years. Europeans escaping from the world, Colombians escaping from their drug cartels, made out of Venezuela. The the Colombians Colombians were escaping work? Is that what you said? Word. What? Europeans escaping the word, the word. The war. Yeah. Oh, I heard. And Colombians. Okay, I heard work. Oh. Mm -hmm. Maybe that too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Colombians keeping their uh, the drug cartel made out of Venezuela their home. I will be lying to say they didn't struggle 
and that we didn't make it harder on them. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. We're like, we always, you always hear Venezuela and be like, oh, don't be so nasty to the people that are going to your places. We welcome you. No bitches. We made fun of all of them. All of them. And you call it like, oh, no, this is how we welcome you. No, that's straight up bullying. So you go ahead, go ahead and suck it. But don't you come in like, oh, I mean, I'm so innocent. We'll go come here, come here. No, you're, we were not that welcoming. I feel like Canada might be the last place on the map that's actually like, we welcome you. We welcome you. Yeah. When you're making money. We don't welcome uh, you if you're not. I mean, but that's 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 the whole that's the whole part of it. Like, they want people to help the economy of Canada grow because but they, how it was advertised is that Canada has an aging population, right? So they want young people who can work and contribute to the economy. But the, the thing is, you populate this land with young people willing to have the kids and then childcare is like $3,000. dollars hey, Listen, I have no, no children. <laughs> and every time oh, I have, have a conversation, a no. every time I have a conversation with somebody who has a child, I'm like, I'm good. Anyway, continue. No. Tell us that, okay. So they, okay. they accept the people from the Colombia and from the Europe. And the everywhere, everywhere. Everywhere. Right? From a very young age, we were told Venezuela is the richest country in Latin America. We have oil to support many generations. Yeah, at school, teachers, geography teachers, history teachers, every single motherfucker will be like, we're rich. You're rich. Kardashian be poor. No, you're rich. We have oil. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm like, where is it? Where's the oil? But this is something that we heard. Like, we actually heard we are rich. We, Venezuela is safe. Like, imagine you hearing every year since since you're like a young age, the economy will be very good for your generation, your next generation, and your fourth, five, sixth generation after that. I would say Trinidad has not done that kind of um, that kind of blatant uh, was the right word forecasting, mm. but ever since I was young. It's kind of been the opposite, where every government would talk about how um, oil is a finite resource, and although we do have quite a lot, we have to diversify our yes. opportunities for our economy. Yeah. However, without fail, we still end up relying heavily on oil, and then whenever oil goes, we suffer economically. Mm-hmm. And without I mean, I can't say we didn't make significant strides in trying to improve our economy in other yeah. avenues, like mm-hmm. av- agriculture and tourism. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is it does still seem like we largely depend on oil, and when oil suffers, our country suffers. But yeah? this is this is the thing. This is a country that when oil, like what's discovered there and why not, and all these companies came in to work at the oil industry, People left agriculture, people left to the point that we were depending on oil and we, we have to import everything because a land that could perfectly give you vegetables and shit, nobody was working it because everybody moved into the oil industry. All of, All that. of that made us the most entitled population in the region. Venezuela becoming for me, I said what I said, I'm part of the entitlement. Yes. Turns out, we did have tons of oil, but we <laughs> lacked management experience, making it, 
really easy for a communist re regime to take over and destroy my beautiful country. Oh, Lord. Um, the thoughts and views expressed by Suzanne are not shared by all parties of criminally clueless. And if there is, uh -huh. if there is a vote, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get killed by um, Venezuela and Marlene. <laughs> <laughs> no, come for me, bitch. Oh, Lord. Yeah. The thoughts and views expressed by Suzanne are not the same. <laughs> <laughs> the disclaimer here. <laughs> All parties of criminal clueless. If you feel like you want to seek retribution for these statements made by Chris Susanna Coleman Harris Anderson, please seek her, not me. <laughs> We're partnership. Oh, well. <laughs> anyway, continue. Over the past 20 plus years, Venezuela have been forced to leave our country, seeking for a better life, just like every immigrant on the planet. Nobody mm -hmm. leave their country because you know, like I'm too comfortable here yeah. that I need to, I need some struggle. I'm making so, so much money. I'm making too much money home. I'm I think so I just wanna, I wanna just struggle for a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have so much family time. Let me miss that. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Sadly, by moving to another country, we're not only exposed to their goods, we're also victim of their bad. As is the case of a Venezuelan, I'm gonna call her Jane Doe. Her name was not disclosed. You can give us Spanish name? Why am I gonna call her Juana? I like that. I like my Jane Doe. Venezuelan Jane Doe, that's how I call her. Why am I gonna call her? Juanita. Why? Because she's Spanish. Is it? <laughs> is it? <laughs> okay. For the Juanitas of the world. December 13, 2017, Venezuelan Juanita. Juanita, <laughs> yes. And her father went to the police to report an incident okay. that has taken place at Barrio Ciudadela, 20 de Julio. Something 20. Mm -hmm. 20 what? 20 of July. 20? July 20th. Oh, Julio! This yeah. is not a person. This is the day of <laughs> That's the <a> month. <laughs> That's also a name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Juanita said, mm -hmm. around 9 a.m., she went outside at 9 a.m. She was waiting at her aunt's hair salon. She was waiting for her to come and open the door. And a, a man got closer, pulled out a gun out of his bag, and told her and if if she doesn't come with him, he will kill her. So Juanita did what the man asked. They start walking. They walk towards a mall by the hair salon and got into or onto into a car. Got into, into a car. A car. <laughs> yeah. They drove until they reached to El Mambo. A, a snake? No, a mambo. No, sorry. Malambo. Because of Mamba. Oh. Yeah, because just that's a snake. Yeah, it's a snake. 
just today, um, you know, Vanessa Bryant, Kobe Bryant's wife, his yeah. widow, mm-hmm. she posted like a memorial for the daughter because her number was two. Mm-hmm. And um, today's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think their basketball team was called the Mambas because Kobe Bryant had a thing about saying Mamba mentality. But I think this is why Mambas was in my head. <laughs> so when you said El Mambo, I'm like, this snake? What snake? <laughs> and I'm here, Mambo. And I'm like, Malambo. <laughs> It is not, what okay. is Malambo? A plate. Okay, <laughs> not the dance. No. <laughs> <laughs> Juanita described the place as like a set. Did they take her to do porn? No. Uh, it, she, she said that everything was staged? <laughs> yes, but this is not a pretty movie stage. Okay. Right? There were couches, there were water bo- bottles of water, there were towels. Used feminine pads. Yeah. Used condoms. This male, is a porn site. Male and female underwear laying on the floor. So this is a porn site. The men reached for the bag and grabbed a knife. I thought he had a gun. And a knife. Oh, Lord. <laughs> like, <laughs> that just he <laughs> <laughs> well, this is it, right? Because if, <laughs> if I don't kill you with the hand, I go with the other way. I'm just, I was just trying to picture it. I'm like, okay, but a gun is enough. Like, you don't need to bring a knife out. All right. Mine. So he brought a knife to a gun. Told her he will use it if she didn't do as she was told. Well, she already came with him. He forced her to take her clothes off mm-hmm. and raped her multiple times. This, this is nine o'clock in the morning. And, and how old is Juanita? She was a teenager. Oh gosh, poor Juanita. And release her at two p.m. Huh? She he was kind enough, kind enough to say, ass. "I'm gonna keep your phone. <gasps> However, I'm gonna give you this money so you can take the bus back to whatever." He give her. Money for the bus ride. When describing her aggressor, Juanita told the police he has tattoos on his arm. Uh, names on his arm, Mateo and Sara Valentina. Tattooed on his arm and wings on his chest. Mm-hmm. Like angel wings. Like mm-hmm. this. Maybe a did have angel uh, wings. Yeah. Let's just call it wings because no angels coming out of this. After the description, the police showed her a picture of Levit Aldemar Rua Rodriguez. What is that? That's the name of this place. What's his name? Levit Aldemar Rua Rodriguez. What are we going to call him? Aso. Aso. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It rings. <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. Immediately, she confirmed El he Aso. was the rapist. Turns out that this asshole has been identified as the primary subject in the case of Gabriela Romero Cabarcas. Gabriela Romero Cabarcas was reported missing November 24, 2017. You know, Susana, what I just want to interject and say is that when you told me the person was Juanita, Juanita Do, right? Uh That that she, (laughs) I thought that she was an unidentified body. Not that they did not specify a name. So typically, when they name somebody Jane because, Doe... Oh, be, I, call, I call her Jane Doe. I call her Jane Doe because the 
articles don't do her name. Okay. So I, I used a name. Sure, sure. But this is what why that tripped me off. I oh, thought you were talking about the dead. Well, mostly it's like when you have like an unidentified body and you cannot identify the body. I think they named them Jane Doe and John Doe, right? And so when you told me her name was Juanita Doe, I was like, oh shit, Juanita dead. But Juanita's not dead. But what, how can she be dead and be to the police reporting up? This is the thing. I was like, well, when does she he go? kill her? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just telling you I was confused. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay, continue. So tell me about this Gabriela situation. Gabriela mm-hmm. was reported missing November 24, 2017. Mm-hmm. Just three weeks before Juanita, though, right. encountered this asshole. Between the encounter, uh, the encounter mm-hmm. between Juanita and this asshole, and the disappearance. Mm-hmm. Eighteen years old Gabriela left her house on November twenty fourth, two thousand and seventeen, to go to school and never came back home. Mm-hmm. Following the timeline of the events of Gabriela's disappearances, let's let's do this. What you do? What 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 are they doing? What they find this? Yes. What they found out? They're trying to see what the fuck is happening. Who's her friends? Where's no, she uh-huh. lying? Mm-hmm. Aha. Uh-huh. November twenty-fourth, she leaves the house to go to bed to go to school. Mother claims that uh, she was supposed to meet a classmate to do a report to work on a homework. Mm-hmm. Classmate asked the mom where she she never reached. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to meet at school. November twenty-ninth, Luis Divina Cavarcas, Gabriela's mother, reports her daughter missing to the police. Remember this. 24th to the 29th. Oh, I'm sorry. For, I failed to say this is Colombia, eh? So what are they doing? I think she missing to the 24th. Yeah. But you know, 18-year-old Colombia or Latin America be like, okay, she probably buy the dad. She probably buy the friend. They didn't have phones. She probably buy. But they didn't have phones. We don't know what these people were doing. No, nah, this is shit. She missing the 24th, called the police on the 24th. Luz went to the police and said, at 9.30 a.m., the very day, the day that Gabriela disappeared, the boyfriend texted her on WhatsApp, but never responded. At 11.30, she texted her on WhatsApp, but never responded. And now her phone is disconnected. And the last connected Time is the Friday at 8.24 a.m. On November 30th, the neighbor's security camera catches Gabriela walking out of her house waiting for public transit. On the 30th? And uh, but oh. the camera, the, the neighbor said, oh, I have a footage oh, of this they girl. They said that on the 30th. Yes. Is that that they saw her on the 30th? No, no, no. Okay, no. okay. Mm-hmm. And she was wearing the school uniform. So, December 4th, Luz Divina Cabarcas and Gabriela's classmate gather to bring up awareness to the public about her daughter. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the police were doing no shit. So, she missed it on the 24th. The 30, uh, they made the report on the 29th. The 30th, the neighbor was like, hey, I yeah. have footage. And mm-hmm. then on the 4th, they make, try to make public. They make the okay. awareness. But by then, <clears throat> um, what's her name got picked up? Juanita Lowe. No, Juanita, Juanita Doe got picked up on the th- December 12th. 
Okay. So by now they've already or made 13, a public. 13. The 13th, yes, yes, that's right. Yes, December 13th. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. On December 7th, Gabriela's classmates and teachers gather at a square called La Paz to request the community to join the search for Gabriela. On December 12th, family members, classmates, teachers march together to request the police the help the, of the search for Gabriela. December 14th, right after Juanita Do identified this asshole, he got arrested. When Juanita Do described the sect mm -hmm. and the area, Juanita Do was paying attention to where she was going mm -hmm. and they found the place. Juanita Do goes on the 13th. 14th, they take this asshole. 15th, Police goes to the place, to the set, okay. just to find Gabriela's body <gasps> meters away from the set with no head. How do you call that? She was decapitated. Decapitated. Hold on, wait. So, hold on. Juanita Doe got taken to the same place and she was raped in a room where the girl's body was there and she was decapitated. Yeah, but she didn't see it. Thank God. Because oh my God. she was, she was would like never let outside, outside yeah. of, like let's just say the place is here, just meters away. So like how did she get let go if this man cutting off heads? I don't know. Wow. Now, what I do know is that between November 30th and December 14th, the brother, Gabriela's brother, took the father's phone and found out Gabriela was using her Facebook in her father's phone. Okay, so she opened her profile on her father's phone. Uh huh. So that means the brother was able to get onto the, her Facebook profile. Yes. yes, and then he sees a chat with this man's name. With asshole's name. With the asshole's name, mm -hmm. and he's offering her a job. Uh-huh. So Gabriela wasn't going to, to school. school. She, she was, was going, going for, for an interview. Mm. So she was supposed to go interview on that day that she went yeah. missing in November the 24th. But there are no details of the interaction. Yes. I don't know if it's only the job offer or there was more to it. Because, yeah. to, like you said, this man just let this one go, but he already killed. Yeah. I just find I just find it surprising that you would cut off the head of somebody, which is a drastic thing to do, but then turn around and be like, okay, Probably bye, here's some one money. Like, lost her chat and be like, I'm going to tell on you, you know, like. Maybe. All right, continue, continue. Okay. So they found Gabriella's body, headless body at that. This motherfucker played guilty of the murder of Gabriella, but denied that he raped Juanita Do. I mean, he's slightly better than Marlene. At least he admit that he he murdered Gabriella. Why? He's slightly better. At least he not there. Everybody like, was like, who. "Why? How many people have names? And those names are very common. Yeah, the Gwyns. Yeah, let's be honest, they were very common. Mm -hmm. Every fucking where. Right, the tattoos. Mm -hmm. So they start questioning, "How come? How come you got this guy? How come you did know?" Right? Because normally they wouldn't find... They, it exact. would take more time. Yes. Like they just went like, uh. It's not like every tattoo artist would be like, Who but maybe it's because name of the location. Maybe they know that that's his house. This is not the first time this motherfucker is accused of sexual assault. On 2012, he lost his job as a police ah. man. When he was accused of raping and physically abusing a 14-year-old girl. 
paid. He was sentenced to 14 years in prison, but he only served six months. This is Latin America, and he was a policeman. Not justifying, I'm just telling you, expect nothing. This makes me so mad. Mm. It was discovered that he has been involved in at least 10 cases of sexually and physically assaulting girls between 15 and 18 years old. Imagine this. Motherfucker is abusing women. He gets time in jail. 14 years. But he only served six months. Out of these six months, he got a break. Men have to live. So they let him go out of the, the prison for 72 hours. Like he oh, wow. was allowed to do 72 hours during this break. So he was in jail doing time. And even though he only did six months of his 14 years, 72 they still hours, gave him a break, a break from the six months. Yeah. These fuckers. Oh my God, this is so upsetting. <laughs> During the 72 hours, he assaulted a girl and raped her, beat her, broke her jaw in two pieces and removed a couple of teeth. Another victim came through. Her name is Carla Cantillo Hernandez. She was intercepted at a party. She went into the bathroom. He came into the bathroom, tried to assault her, but the friend came into the bathroom, started screaming, trying like, you know, imagine like a party, like lit up a lot of music and they started screaming, 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 screaming so much that he left the place and he couldn't do anything. This asshole was charged with 37 years in prison of the assault of the Venezuelan Juanita Jindo back in 2009. And just, just last year, the process of Gabriela started. So. This guy has been in, like, he has been in prison only for the Venezuelan Juanita. And not for the Colombian. Not yet. Listen. They haven't started that, but Gabriela's family is asking for him to go 60 plus year in prison. That I know. So he is doing time for Juanita do. Yeah. But not for Gabriela. The, it hasn't even started. By 2018, it didn't start it. I check and how long did he get again for Juanita? 37 years. Not enough? No. And what about why don't they why don't they give him the 37 years plus the 14 he should have done from before? Don't you don't you feel that it's still so stupid because he said I killed her. They haven't started the process when he admitted that he actually killed Gabriela and they gave him 37 years for the one that reported. Yes. Do you know what I mean? The one that he denied. They gave him 37 years for the one that he denied. He did not kill her. That's not to say he shouldn't do 37 years for yeah. her. However... But he admitted. They should have tacked back on his 14 years for which he had served a reduced sentence of six months. Come but the first kill one... Him, kill and him. then, of course, they should kill have found shit. him guilty for but that. But the thing is that he was already profiled. Like, he was... He, they knew him. So they do you think, do you think they just, like, don't care because she was of Colombian descent? Do you think that's what it was? And the only reason she did time for Juanita is because she was Venezuelan. I think it was because she was the one that told... But this doesn't make fucking sense because they he already admitted that the that's the he only property. I mean, yeah, he admitted he killed her. But, but he, he only property. I don't know. Mm. Because I'm I'm just thinking if he wanted to walk that back, because you know sometimes people admit and then they're like, no, I never said that, right? 
And if he had a good enough lawyer and the lawyer came in after the fact, the lawyer might have been like, well, that's an abandoned property. Anybody could have put Gabriella's body there. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just I'm just trying to think in a legalese way of how but it's the, possible they could the have ignored part, that. That's the fucking part. And it makes me sad when I see these things and I all all I have it to justify is like it's Latin America. You know, like like yeah, every that's fuckity, just how it is. Yeah. Every fuckery there is that's it's just allowed. It is. But just because there is no justice system. Yeah, there well, is it's none. That isn't limited to Latin America. I guess you could call Trinidad part. I don't know. Some people think of Trinidad as part of Latin America because of how close we are to Venezuela. Yeah. Um. I I don't know if the Trinis feel that way. I don't want them coming for me. Mm-hmm. But I know some people think of us as that because we're so close to um, Venezuela. So when you go, when you say you're up from the islands, mm-hmm. what do you say? Like you say, well, I'm from Trinidad. Yeah. But if you don't want to say West Indies. The West Indies, but at the at the same time, I feel uh, I feel that like it is not limited to even just a a small island thing. I feel like corruption, corruption is something that happens everywhere, and I think what makes the difference is the level of effort the corrupt make in making the public feel comfortable with their actions. Right? Yeah. So you've got we live out here. And by all accounts, it's a system that works. It's it's, but it's not. I think we have our fair share everywhere yeah. of corruption. The difference is is the links that the government goes to to make the public feel reassured that the corruption isn't happening. Yeah. Right. And back home, those other countries, we have corruption, but they're like, yeah, we corrupt. What the fuck are you gonna do about it? Yeah. And that's the difference, you know. They don't care. They don't care. You can get outside with your pitchforks. You can get outside with your signs. You can get outside with your protests. You can get. You can be as mad as you want, but until it affects them economically, until it affects their ability to make and hide and steal money, mm-hmm. you. They don't care. They do not care. Like for example, Marisela. Remember? Yeah. She made all of that noise. Yeah. Made all that noise, and yeah. it wasn't until. You know, people started to get involved, like, outside. When she got into the cartel's money. Yeah, that's when they, when money started to be affected. When media yeah. from outside started to uh-huh, get interested, uh-huh, uh-huh. that shit started to maybe sway in her direction. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be so loud, and you have to be louder than everybody else. Yeah. But everybody there has that same fucking story. Mm-hmm. They know somebody or they have somebody who's been killed, who's been raped, who's been hurt, who's been stolen. And there's from. no, and there's no, uh-huh. And the, because that's everybody's story, it's like, what makes your story so special that we're going to listen to you? You know? That's just how I feel. And so is that the end of the Juanita yes. Doe story? Or the Nasty Policia story? Nasty Policia. It's so, st- I, I don't know, man. So, like, well, I mean, obviously he got away because he had He's been getting away for the longest yeah, time. Yeah, but he's been getting away because his partners and then maybe they used to rape people too. You never know. Right. Either way, ir- irregardless, which I, apparently I found out is a word. You know how we keep saying irregardless? That's the truth. Oh, yeah. say apparently it's a real word. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? Uh, regardless. <laughs> okay. Irregardless means regardless. So, you know, we've been... Smart this whole time. Yeah, there we go. Like trying to be cute and everywhere. The point is, is that I think it's it's crazy how the justice system works, and the justice system is definitely stacked against people who don't have money, 
and specifically in the states i feel like if it's intended to keep poor people poor you know and you can't get over that it's like oh you got you had this minor offense make bail you make bail you have to pay the bail bondsman but now you owe money to the bail bondsman yeah. and now if you can't pay money to the bail bondsman you and have to go back to jail now you have you a can. record but when you get a record you can't get a job when you get out of jail because guess what you have a record mm-hmm. so what are you gonna do commit crimes and i'm not i'm not saying it's just it's that like, no, black and white no. but but i'm just giving an example you know i feel like if the system is a little bit um that this the motherfuckers is not the system, it's the neighbors. <laughs> Y'all might not be able to hear. We don't know what the Bugliati is picking up right now. We might be picking up everything, we might be picking up nothing. But Susanna and I are intrigued to see what we get because if this is the solution and has been the solution this whole time. <laughs> say it. What do you want me to say? You love the stupid Bugliati. I love this thing. Yeah, but we don't need two then. We just need the one. And now we have four. Now we have four. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, let me tell you the truth. I like the audio of the interface. As mm. the person who listens to our podcast and edits them, yeah. I can tell you that when the interface was working, back when we had Windows 10, <laughs> when the interface was working, we were in a really good place. Like the audio was balanced. Nobody sounded higher than anybody else. And mm-hmm. if you were sounding a little higher, I just needed to tweak your gain a little bit. You'd be good to go. Good. There wasn't no such an echo. Everything was pretty level, you know. For our OG fans, the ride or dice who have been with us, you've been here through the shit, you know. You've heard us at our super echoey and you've heard us at our super straight. I don't know what you're going to get in this episode, but we appreciate that you and we missed you. Yeah. We missed you. Yeah, we miss recording for sure. We miss recording. This is new thing. I, I've never had my hands. Our hands are free. Both. No J-Hole cutting. <laughs> no, yeah. no we calling don't know, him out. We don't know we got this towel for the table because the we time. heard it absorbs. <laughs> <laughs> We're still here. Season two. <laughs> season two. Still Just struggling. Like, still struggling. That's like why we try to be like good juju. Yeah. Lord, we need it. We do need it. Like the year for me personally has kicked off on a really shitty start, but also simultaneously a really good start. So it feels very weird to have something crazy and tragic happen and also something great happen at the same time. Yeah. And so it's hard to live in that kind of duplicity where, you know, one minute I just want to cry and then the other minute I'm like, oh shit, I'm so happy, you know? Yeah. And so it's, there's, there's, it's hard to live like that, but I would say that I expect of the rest of the year that it's going to, going to be good juju for the rest of 2020, yes. you know? Yes. We're channeling that kind of positivity. We're trying. We're trying. We, we'll keep on trying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We will come here, we will cuss. We will cuss the neighbors, we will cuss the police, we will cuss the racists, we will cuss the rapists, we will cuss the murderers. And Mm. we will give idea to the justice system, to the things to do. I feel everybody should just believe in themselves like Mali. Like, like just the rest of 2022, just like believe in yourself. You're like, channel your inner Mali. Like, channel your inner Mali. That's the quote. Channel your inner Mali. I would never. Like, Marlene was me. so sure about herself. Me. Thank you. You saying that? About me? Never. That's it. That's how you go through the rest of the year. Like, yeah. Fuck me. No. no. <laughs> no, never, no. never me. I said that. I never said that. Are you have it on a recording? No. 
it's me in the recording? No. no. <laughs> like, I've been told I have a very common face. No, that's not me. Oh, we have your audio. I sound like so many people. <laughs> <laughs> we have your I, DNA. I, I have a twin. <laughs> I don't know what my father did. Um, I have From a dead this twin. and near this. I have a dead I, twin or 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 my an my, evil team, an evil, an evil twin yeah. uh, like Dr. Drake <laughs> <laughs> from friends. <laughs> oh no, we have the Monanas. The Monanas of the world. The Monana. <sighs> Only the Hardcore friend fans will know about this. What is a monana? And I think you're saying it wrong. What is What's the, the name? What, what, what do you it, think what, I'm what saying? What are you talking about? Monica's credit card gets stolen <laughs> by this lady, and oh, she right. signed up. She signed up for tap lessons. Yes, yes, and, and she she was following us yeah, to do all of the things. And then she wants to so, she wants to be monana. Is monana was her name? Uh-huh. It wasn't no fucking monana. Go the shit. <laughs> Monica finds out someone has stolen her credit card. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. using it when she receives the credit card statement she realizes that the thief is doing all the things in life that she wish she could do for example mm-hmm. take tap dancing lessons she Rachel and Phoebe decide to find the thief at the tap dancing class and end up becoming her friends in order to prevent suspicion real Monica introduces herself as Monana the four become good friends and Monica lives her life recklessly as she wish uh... she did however fake Monica eventually gets caught and real Monica visits her in jail and tells her <laughs> that it was her credit card that was stolen Monana it is. It is not. Uh, I, I was right by the name. Yeah, but Monana isn't the girl. Monana is Monica. Okay. Um, how did we get here? I don't remember. I don't remember. Anyway, let's wrap up. <laughs> 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 let's, let's wrap up. We know nothing. Please go to the sources linked on our Instagram at Criminally Clueless or on our website at criminallyclueless.com to get the real Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to leave us a like or a review so we can dominate those ratings. Remember, we might be clueless. But that's not a crime. You know what's not a crime? Who's Monana was Monica. I confused her. I have to rewatch Friends. Good night, everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>